Welcome to the Words Over Ice Show. Have a drink, whether glass mug or styrofoam. Get my best up to Ray, he's the right host. And Matt James on a sarcastic tightrope. Then there's Jason, full of opinions. Co-host with brains and the boldest intentions. Ali, that's the man making profits. Greg and Duke join us talking controversial topics. You know it get real in these interviews. We talk about it all when we bring a news. Rolling with the punches, a one-two combo. The Words Over Ice Show. Let's have a convo. All right, all right. Welcome back. Today, Jason and I are talking to Rafael Eliasson. He is a motivational speaker and a life coach. Really cool guy. Uh, I think you're going to like the episode. Make sure you have checked out our website. You can find all the links to social media, past episodes, and all that good stuff. It's wordsovericeshow.com. And uh, yeah, we'll just jump into this one. Hope you enjoy it. It's going away, so... <laughs> Take some some Tylenol. Rough, nah, rough Friday night for you. I don't I don't I don't do Tylenol. I just jump back on the bandwagon that I was on the night before. <laughs> the yeah. The dog. yeah, yeah, you know how it goes. <laughs> well, well, welcome, Raphael. How's it going today? It's going well. Good to be here. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I uh, I had a much tamer night than sounds like than Jason did, and so I'm I'm feeling fresh. <laughs> Yeah, I feel for, I feel fantastic. <laughs> so Raphael, you have a, a very interesting story, man. That's why we wanted to get you on here. We've been talking to a few people um, who have similar stories, but you actually um, kind of the, came from nothing and, and made something of yourself type of movie type of story. And uh, I'll let you jump into it rather than me try to make it sound good. <laughs> sure. Thank you. Well, yeah, I yeah. Mean, it, it all started with uh, being a broke janitor that was barely surviving and just scraping by and, you know, not really living and being stuck. I had social anxiety, I had depression and kind of started there when I was probably around 18, 19, built uh-huh. my own coaching business, worked with a lot of awesome entrepreneurs, traveled the world, started speaking on stage. So kind of obliterated that whole social anxiety thing. And then it's been a yeah. pretty cool journey. So yeah, I had a lot of fun and met a lot of cool people and traveled. So, so where, where were you? you were working as a janitor as a teenager? Yeah. Well, er, yeah. Late teens. And yeah, kind of as I was transitioning into my coaching business. So mm-hmm. just the early stages, uh, it took me like six months of making daily videos on YouTube to kind of create that initial breakthrough and uh, I made videos every day. I was really bad at it too. So I only had like a hundred subscribers or something. <laughs> Literally nobody was watching. And uh, now, I mean, yeah, like probably 70 something thousand and growing fast. So it's been, uh, yeah, you, you blew up for the, for the listener. Um, what, what was the tipping point? What, what can they like, can you, can you give them a, a point in, in your, your story um, in your life that it just like enough was enough. And you're like, you know, fuck this. Like I can't do this anymore. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you're actually, you're saying it perfectly. Cause I used to be in apathy. So just not feeling like doing anything, you know, kind of defeated, feel like life wasn't going my way and just depressed. And then I switched into anger, which is kind of like what you're saying where yeah. you just go, Hey, yeah. enough. Like I'm not putting up with this anymore. <laughs> this is, this is BS and I could do better. And, uh, for me, it was like snapping, uh, a gaming, a game. I used to play a lot of virtual soccer. So FIFA, and oh, I broke that thing in half. 
I pulled it out of my Xbox. I broke that thing in half. And I was like, all right, that's it. That's it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go make some videos. And right. I did that. And that that was the tipping point, honestly. Just throw the controller against the wall and break the disc. And right, you know, not when you don't have a coping mechanism, you'll be constructive with that time. So it's kind of what happened. That's the last free coal you'll fucking miss. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like holy shit. Yeah. No, that's awesome, man. To to hear that, like you know. You took it in your own hands. Like it's so cliche for people to say, like, "Oh, I took my life in my own hands." But not everybody has that uh, personality. You know, there's people that'll feel that way, but then they'll just continue to do the same thing. They won't change. Yeah, I, you know, you know. You're right. I, I think it's actually really good when uh, you kind of let the anger pile up, mm-hmm. especially if you're stuck. Because most people try to get rid of it. So they go, you know, maybe they drink over it. Maybe they smoke over it. Maybe they play games over it. doesn't matter. You do something to cope. Instead, mm-hmm. if you just let it pile up for a while, you'll definitely, like, you'll break. Because if you don't have something to go to cope with, I mean, what are you going to do, right? You're just going to feel bad. And eventually, you're going to want to change things. Yeah. So what, why coaching? Where, I mean, did you know that you wanted to get into coaching when you were being a janitor? I even, work, I'm sorry, working as a janitor or just... Yeah, no, I, I didn't even know what coaching was. I didn't know what motivational speaking was. I mean, <laughs> I was just watching some videos on YouTube. I was like, this is pretty cool. I, I had a coach for a while without even uh-huh. realizing that it was coaching, to be honest. And uh, then what happened was I, I just had this wild idea, like I should do this uh, collaboration. And this guy had like 10,000 subscribers and he was making motivational videos. And I was like, I'll make you a speech. So I sent it to him and uh, he made a video and it got like a hundred thousand views. I broke through big. I mean, I got clients and people inquiring to work with me and things just really took off at that point. I remember and I had that idea in the shower. So things kind of came together for me. It wasn't like I really planned everything out. Of course, I had the idea in the back of my head, like I wanted to, you know, help people and I was passionate about it, but I didn't know you could make you know, that much money or be really successful or travel the world. Like that was not in my head. I was like, if I could replace my job, I'd be the happiest guy alive. You know, that was enough for me. (laughs) Get me out of being a janitor. Exactly. We talk, we talk about that a lot on this show, um, about people being in ruts and how to get out of it. And I know Jay, you and I've done a few episodes on it. Um, and how we've, I was in the rut, you know I mean? There was jobs that I've had that I wasn't happy with. Um, and you just see a lot of people stick with it. You know what I mean? Cause you get comfortable yep. and that's, I think that's the danger of it, right? People getting comfortable. And when you get comfortable, it's, it's a dangerous thing. Cause you don't grow. I think it's right? also, people are scared, man. Yeah. That's the main ingredient. People are scared to change, uh, what feels comfortable and what they know works. And having a fear is, is like, it's in every one of us. Nobody can deny that. Even the most fearless people have fear, but they just say, you know, screw it. I'm going to do it anyway. But everybody's got that fear, you know? Yeah, it's a fear true. of not knowing. It's with anything, right? You 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 look into a dark cave, you're scared of it because you don't know what's in there. Well, see, right? I like you, that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're a different kind of person, though. Oh, man. Uh, just but, put, but it is, though, right? I mean, for, mo- for most people, Jason, yeah, I you know, look into I'm, a dark I'm, cave and it's like, that, that's some I'm scary not, shit. I'm, I don't know what's I'm, back I'm there. purely bullshit. I'm not going in no <laughs> cave. Get out of here. Yeah. No, I know what right? you mean, though. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah. It's the same thing, right? When you switch, when you switch, if you're in the day-to-day rut, right? If you're a janitor, for example, and, and there are lifelong janitors and that's what makes you happy, you know, so, so be it. God, God bless you. Right? Hey, low, that's low, what really makes key, you happy. Low key. One of the janitors when I was in high school was one of my closest homies, man. He, he was wow. super cool. Like, you know, after, like after school sports, he'd always be there. We'd always chop it up and just kick it. He had some of the most, ins- we had some of the most insightful conversations, mostly on his point. 
because he had a lot of experience and shit, you know, and like, people try to like, you know, fuck with him and stuff. And I'm, I'm not saying I'm a savior, but I'd be like, man, just leave, leave him the fuck alone. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like people always, they always, you know, uh, the, the, they make fun of people that are in personal situations. And it's like, who knows? Cause what it's easy. Is. Yeah. And it's like, yo, you're in high school. Shut the fuck up. You don't even like make your own sandwich. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like your, your mom makes you lunch, buddy. Exactly. Uh, you well. still bring a lunch, you fuck. <laughs> you know, like, what are you talking about? So I know what I like, what I tell people or what I try to get across. I'm not a motivational speaker by any means. Um, what do you like? What's your advice to people? And I know you, you talk to, I don't know, hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands, whatever the number is. Um, people trying to get out of a rut or trying to make a change. And we make it sound easy, right? It's like you just build up the anger and do it, but it's not that easy. It takes years. <laughs> yeah. Um, or it's just, you know, just take the leap of faith or jump out of your comfort zone. It, it's easy to say those words. And maybe for you and I, Rafael, and for you, Jason, because we've done it, it's easier for us now to continue to do so. But that initial jump, that initial breaking of that comfort zone is not easy. How do you, how do you get people to get there? Like, what do you, without giving away your, your secrets too much? No, I mean, um, there's no, there's no secrets. You know, the, the, the real point is you need accountability, right? So when I say uh -huh. I had a coach in the beginning, that was critical. Cause if I didn't have somebody there to go, Hey, um, so where's that video of the day? You know, you said you were going to post them every day. What do you mm -hmm. think you're doing? I mean, the rule was I don't go to sleep until I had posted right? So mm -hmm. it, you have to make rules. You have to have a law. There's something to abide by. Like there's a clear boundary. If you just go, oh, I'm going to try it and see what happens, or I'm going to try my best, try lifting a chair. Are you lifting it or are you not lifting it? Either you are or you're right. not. It's that simple, right? So you can try to lift. Mm -hmm. You stand there just like, I mean, yeah, you look like you shit your pants. So <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, what, what are you doing? So make a decision. It's just go. It's not, it's not going to be, it's not going to be fun. I think people are expecting like, okay, I'm going to leave my job or I'm going to pursue my passion. I'm going to become a pro athlete. And it's just going to be this like fun, smooth ride. No, it's training every day, right? It's like working yeah. really, really, really yeah. hard. If you don't like that, just forget it and do something average and have an okay life. Right. And, you know, that's fine. But if you're going to go after something, I mean, don't expect it to be fun on day one. It takes work and practice. And I just say commitment, like from tomorrow on or from, I like to say today, because tomorrow is dangerous. I used to be really overweight. Mm -hmm. uh, I lost probably like 65 pounds. And I remember I was the kid who would always go, I'll start my diet on Monday. And uh, I would say that. I was just going to reference that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, I'll start the diet tomorrow, but right now I'm going to eat this bag of cookies. Yeah. yeah this whole this pizza and yeah. that, that motherfucker. It's price looking delicious as mm. shit. <laughs> No, congrats so, yeah. on that though. That's that 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 in itself. Um, I was gonna say it's like it's like your creed. You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you live by? And then for you to say that you lost all that weight, that in itself is one of the hardest things to keep a uh, regimen. You know what I'm saying? Like that takes dedication. It does to do That's that. Tough. Yeah, it was really hard for me. I think I think for most people that have been overweight for a while, and I kind of grew up overweight. It's just like food is comfort for you too. So it's another coping mechanism, just like the games yeah. where alcohol were. For when you're angry, yeah. When you're angry, you know, it's like fuck it, I'll eat. Exactly. And, <laughs> and then you know what? It's so easy to gain weight, but it's hard as fuck to lose it. Yeah. Like what the fuck? You know, like you got to run and run and run, but you didn't have to run to that pizza. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you <could> just like <laughs> yeah, it's really really easy to to get comfortable. It's really hard to go out of it. So it's better to just make it hard on yourself to go back and you kind of have to get rid of all the stuff too when you commit i had a uh, a running joke that um ray knows i used to play basketball and then when you know life has been crazy whatever i was like yo, i used to put up like 100 200 shots a day on the court but now i put up like 
a hundred shots with the bottle. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, you know, wow. you know, you know it's it like just a, a running joke, you know, but it, it's, it's scary how, how quickly a habit can be formed and then how hard it is to break a habit. But that goes back to the creed, your, your mental status of, do I have the willpower? Am I going to change this? Am I going to make this a, a point to, to completely reprogram myself? And that's what you do for people every day, man. That's crazy. Yeah. No, I've been obsessed with it. I think uh, we actually logged everything and I, I got to like 10,000 hours of coaching. So I coached clients for 10,000 hours after five oh, years. Wow. That means I put in like 40 hours just on coaching, let alone making videos and all that other stuff. So I really committed. I went out of my way. You know, I just yeah. decided like this, I'm all in on this and everything else can wait. So do you have a specific angle, a specific area, or are you just uh, like overall life coach? Uh, I did like overall life coaching and accountability for entrepreneurs a lot. And then I kind of shifted more and more into business. So here recently, I've been working with people that are usually, you know, kind of early to mid six figures and they're scaling to seven. So I have a lot of clients like that. And then I have people that are making like four or five K a month and they're breaking through to six figures for the first time. And we're building their businesses from you know, scratch and they just have a job on the side to help like kind of fuel it. So I I love that angle a lot because my favorite thing is like seeing somebody do what they love and make great money off of it because it's probably one of the most rewarding things you can experience in your life. Isn't that what we're supposed to do? I think so. I mean, that's, 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 that's that's, work at that point. Exactly. It's, it's your passion. It's your career. It's a career. There's a difference between a job and a career and a career, you know, that's like what you do. Your job is like, yeah, I just made enough to get Taco Bell tonight and <laughs> fucked up so I can so I can cope with my job tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Yeah, that's accurate. There's the uh there's the and there's nothing wrong with having a career. And we talked about this, Jay, right? And that's the path for many people who have careers and work for corporations, and it's not everyone's path to venture out and you know, I my my passion is basketball and kids, right? And I've always wanted, and I just haven't done it, but I do, I coach kids on a very small scale, very intimate, you know, six to eight kids at a time type of deal once or twice a week, um, youth kids, youth sports training. My passion, if I could say, what would I do right now that I didn't have to worry about money and I could do what I wanted every day. I would have a huge facility, training facility, and it would be all basketball and be training of all ages and coaching and running teams. And that's very well possible. Um, but I just, I haven't done it. And it's not the... It's not the ideal, or I'm sorry, it's not the path for everyone. And I've always preached, listen, if you are in a corporate job or if you are in a career, you can also make that work for you Yep. to, and that's kind of what I've done. You make it work for you that it gives you the freedom to also pursue things you do love, even if it's on the side, you know what I mean? Because I think if you're not doing any, if you're just doing your corporate job and you don't love it or like it, and you're not even dabbling in things you love, then you get in trouble. And you're not being compensated. That's Mm -hmm. the thing too, you know, like that money can can switch up a little bit of your, your personal perception of how shitty your job is. You know, <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll do absolutely. a seven figure shitty job. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm cool with that. Like I'll hate it, but that money's great. You know? Yeah. But that's how some people live that, you know, that's what basically what I was getting at is like on a joking kind of tip. That's how some people think like, as long as I'm making that certain amount, then I'll just grin and bear it, you know? And that, that kind of sucks because it still wears at you. Because I, I feel like we all had a purpose. We're all born with something that we're good at. Yeah, I can never do that. I got offers pretty early on once I started making a name for myself uh, for pretty right. lucrative jobs that were far above what I was making in my own business, especially at the time. And it just like... But you're tied. Yeah. 
but you're you're tied. You're tied to somebody else. You, you're you already know what it feels like to be you. Exactly. You know, it's hard to go like, back. You got you. Yeah. No, you can't. Your, it's impossible. Uh, <laughs> it's impossible. So, What's your advice or what's your message to people? And I don't know if you've coached people like this. I'm assuming you have when you've done life coaching um, who are in corporate jobs and making good money. And do you, do you coach away from it or do you coach towards it? And then how to, how to make that work? Like, you know, you know, you know what I'm trying to get at? Here? Yeah. It's actually really hard to give broad advice when it's something so specific. So usually yeah. it really comes down to the person, right? If they value family time and they just want to, you know, relax after work and take it easy and they like their job. That's great. I love it. I encourage it. Mm -hmm. But for a lot of the entrepreneurs that I work with, they find it okay. They don't hate their jobs. I didn't hate the janitor job. Let's be real. Like in the beginning, it was kind of bad and embarrassing, but after a while I was actually like, Hey, this is okay. You know, especially cause it's fueling my yeah. passion. You kind of start to fall in love with it. That's weird. And it's the same. It's like, you know, you can enjoy your, your corporate job and then you know, two hours a day in the morning or in the evening, after you come home, you work on your side hustle and you slowly, slowly build it up. You don't have to do it all at once. It doesn't have to be now or never breakout mentality. The all or nothing thing is kind of trippy because I didn't do that. I gradually transitioned. And I think that's the best way to do it. It's like slowly, if you want to leave, slowly build your own thing on the side or start freelancing or, you know, check out other opportunities yeah. as well, because you're not stuck if you don't like it. That's for sure. And Absolutely. For the and listener, keep your mouth shut while you're doing it. Don't keep <laughs> telling everybody you're about to That's leave. True. Like, <laughs> That's shut so true. The fuck up. like this job, I'm about to leave. Fuck y'all. I got my side hustle. Uh, <laughs> you can't do that. It doesn't work. Yeah. And it opens other doors for you too. You know, just dabbling. If you stay on one track, you're going to be on one track, right? Dabbling in other things and trying other things. And I always tell people, I'm like, you don't know, like, you don't know what's going to happen if you don't try. Right. right. And they say, Oh, you know, it's, how am I going to make money doing this? I, mean, I don't know. But if you don't try, you don't know. And you might, it might take you to a convention or to a meeting or something that you meet somebody that one you know, and it, and it one opens person. a door. Yeah. That one person like you had, Raphael, you had that one coach who hadn't been for that, that person, you know, keeping you account, holding you accountable. Maybe you, maybe you're not here. Maybe we're not talking right now. Yeah, We're not definitely. You know? That's true. <laughs> not even a question mark. I'll also, for the listener, too, a little bit every day adds up over months. It doesn't seem like a little bit every day does anything, but when you look back six months later, and then, like you said, you've accrued how many hours of coaching over a yeah, that, time? Over, over five fucking, years? That, fucking, yeah, like 10,000. That's bonkers. Yeah. That's fucking bonkers. Like, yo, there's people that haven't done 10,000 hours of shit in their whole oh, life, yeah. and they're like 40-something 40, <laughs> years old, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So how how do you how do you break someone into getting the confidence to do? Because that's a big thing, right? Confidence, um, having the self confidence to believe in yourself to do something. Because I've talked to a lot of people, and it's hard for me. And, I, and again, I'm not a coach, um, but I've just had conversations. You know, just giving advice to friends and whatnot who say, you know, I want to do this, but there's so much competition out there, and you know, especially with social media these days. And, you know, there's ever, it's, it's a saturated market, but this is what I love. And how do you get people to, to kind of believe in themselves and look within and get that, that confidence? Cause it's really, that's a huge part of it in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, it's like the social anxiety thing, actually. It, people would say like, Oh, I have social anxiety, so I can't talk to people. No, you have social anxiety, mm -hmm. so you got to talk to people so that the social anxiety will get better. <laughs> and it's the same thing. Yeah. It's like, Oh, I'm going to get confident and then I'll go do the thing. 
No, you'll go do the thing and that's what will make you confident because it's reference experience, yeah. right? Like all human beings ego is based on is just what you think of yourself based on the experiences that you have and how you interpret them. So if I go, you know, speak on stage in front of 200 people, that's going to change my self perception. If I've never done that before in my life, because now in my head, I'm this guy who spoke in front of 200 people. If I make a video that goes viral, I remember one time we had this video. It did like, I was part of this compilation. I think it did like 10 million views Uh, more than that. I think it was crazy. And when you see those numbers, it's like, Oh, I'm this guy who's been featured in this thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm, you know, now I'm well known. And if you're starting out and you're saying the market is saturated and this and that, what that's called is your reticular activation system. And what it's doing is it's focusing on all the reasons why you can't get what you want. There's this really good uh, little trick that you can play on yourself for everybody that's listening. If you just look around the room that you're in right now, just start looking for the color red and try to find as many things that are red as possible and try to memorize them in your head because you only get five more seconds to look for red, 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 red. And then you close your eyes and keep your eyes shut. You remember all the things that were red and now try to think of all the things that were blue. And your mind will blank and you will be pretty... I was, I was, I was doing it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a very weird experience. Cause you realize whatever you're looking for, you're going to get. So if you're looking for, Oh, the market's mm. saturated and I can't do this. Yeah. Guess what? You'll find all the reasons why you can't do it. Yeah. I just read a quote that the mind, the human mind is like programmed to bypass like a hundred compliments and focus on like the one yeah. or two negative, yeah. you know, like that's, that's just human nature. Like that's, that's how we're wired, I guess is, for whatever reason, we will focus on the negative instead of like all of the positive. And that that's just crazy. Yeah, I, I did that trick on someone. I saw it somewhere. And you, what I did was I wrote real simple. You quite like, uh, man. like you suck. <laughs> no, you just, you write it in a line, right? And you, you do one plus one equals two, two plus two equals four, four plus four equals, and you just down the line or however you want to do it. And then you do one that's five plus six equals 20. Right. And then you keep going. Six yeah. plus equals 12. And you, you put that paper down and you go, what do you see? And they, everyone, oh, the everyone negative. I've done it to goes to that five plus six equals 20. That's not right. That's the mistake. So everyone focuses in on that mm. mistake. Wow. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. And then, then you can hit them with some real fucking like, like some knowledge. You're like, are you sure that five is even five? Like, <laughs> are, we, are we in a matrix? I exactly. <laughs> what is five? What is five in its actual actuality? They're like, what? Like, no, but no, um, when, when you're in, um, when you're talking to the people that you speak with, like Ray was saying that are set in their ways and they have an actual good, you know, gig or a good corporate job. Um, do you see kick like pushback? on when you try to get them to see the the talent within them, the things that they could be doing outside of working for somebody else? Yeah. Do you see pushback? For sure. I mean, I worked with like doctors and I worked with, you know, people that have high-end corporate jobs and all that. And there's commonly this theme where it's like, yeah, I want to break out, but do I really though? So it's like, they say they yeah. do and then you start and then it's like, but this is uncomfortable and people might make fun of me now. And then, yeah, right. of course there's that, you know, feeling scared, but Usually what that is, is, you know, the need for validation and approval is really strong in humans and we work, our minds are like wired for tribes too. So we think if we do something weird, we're going to get kicked out of the tribe unconsciously, obviously, but it still affects us. So just, you know, for me, like 
it's a big thing just being there and supporting, not trying to say, all right, you got to, you know, come on, let's go. It's not like that. It's like, all right, let's validate this. It makes sense that you feel like this. It's okay that you're scared. Do you want to do it anyway? And most people are like, yeah, so then we do it. And then that's great. But yeah, you can't make people, I don't try to force them through because sometimes you say you want something, but really you're just, you know, afraid that you're going to stay the same for the rest of your life and you're scared. And really you're, maybe you just, you like it, but you just feel insecure because you've been bombarded with social media posts that say you need to build your business and make a billion dollars now. Otherwise you're Uh a failure. It's like, okay. Well, social media has definitely changed everything. for lack of better term, <laughs> fucked everything. Yeah. It it really because nobody posts like their failures. You know what I'm saying? Nobody posts the negative days. Nobody yeah, posts uh, the I I I yeah. I tried to do this in my business. I've been have I had a business now for three years and it's still in the red. You know, nobody posts that. They they post all the you know glorious pictures and stories, and then also like the people watching have this thought process that it happened overnight and they should be on the same path that, you know, I'm trying to do something and boom, it's not happening. So fuck it. You know, it's, it's social media is to me, um, it's the devil, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, no, I, I just, I, I, I tread lightly on social media. You know what I'm saying? Like I never put any pictures of my family or myself up and it's all trivial shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just watch and it's really interesting to watch social media, especially with the boom of these self-employed people. Um, you know, cause right now it's like a boom again of like self-employed, uh, personal businesses. Uh, everybody's trying to get away from working in nine to five and that's where, you know, everybody shines and shows their shit. And that's all they show is the positive stuff. It's just, just crazy to me. Like social media in general, it can be used. It can that's be used true. for good. You know, it, but but it often is yeah, it no, often is no, for sure. Um, <laughs> it's yeah, just yeah, superficial it is what I was getting at. You know what I mean? It's like it's real. No, absolutely. I think to, to, to everyone, right? And you see a lot. You see a lot. I mean, what do you see the most of? Is like fitness on social media, right? Everybody. Oh yeah. Everybody's oh, every, a trainer. Everybody's a trainer. Everybody's you know? a trainer. And everyone's got the perfect body, and everybody's photoshopped to hell. You know what I mean? So, it's. <laughs> it, I, I see why people get depressed. It's a real thing. Social media depression is a real yeah. thing, but you do every time I go down, I always get clips of, uh, I forgot that the guy's name, Ty, Ty, Ty something. Anyway. Yeah. Ty Lopez. Lopez? He's oh, he always shows up <laughs> in my feed for some reason. I'm not even following him, but he's all like his, you're being targeted. Yeah. <laughs> I said, like, what does he yeah, know right? about me? <laughs> They're watching you. Sponsored ads always <laughs> pop up. Like, do you want to be a millionaire? Millionaires read 80 bucks a week or whatever the hell he says. It's like, <laughs> how do you read 50 bucks a week without having, you yeah. know, like who has the time? And, and there's just so much of that. And how do you break through like the, the garbage? You know what I mean? It, to get to someone like you, Raphael, who is helping people, um, for every one of you, there's probably 10 who are just in it for the money or, or putting out, you know, st- yep. structured curriculum that doesn't really help. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. saturating the market yeah. and not doing for a lack of better term, saturating the market and making it so that you are like truly a diamond in the rough. You know what I'm saying? I like that though. I like the challenge of like, there's so much content out there. It better be authentic. It better be powerful. Otherwise people aren't going to pay attention to you. Plus those people have a lot of marketing dollars behind mm-hmm. them too. So I really enjoyed the whole struggle of like, you know, you 
trying to build like an influencer brand with nothing. And I, I find that really fun. Like, you know, you got to create good content that resonates with people. Like, you know, you're doing a podcast here, like it better be good if it's going to get traction, you know, it's got to stand out. It's got to have authenticity. Otherwise it's just another one. And so I, I love that challenge. That's the whole fun in the journey. If it was easy and I could just put out content and it got millions of views every time, that'd be kind of boring yeah. and too easy. So it's, it's fun. It's a challenge. Yeah. Right. That's that's, a good that's what we to try to do it. here. We try to be authentic, as authentic as we can be. <laughs> we try. My, I, I'm a I'm a I'm really a robot. I'm not even real. <laughs> I'd, I'd be into I'd be into that actually. Yeah. <laughs> Two robots. That's authentic. That's the new authentic. Like social social exactly. commentary. Yeah, I like it. It's just just straight AI over here, just making random comments, not even on topic. <laughs> is, is there anything different now? Um, then when you, I'm, I'm sure there's a ton that's different, but when you first started coaching within yourself, you know what I mean? Like, I know a lot of people when they get to certain, when they reach certain levels, you know, it changes, it can change you as a person. It definitely can with, with success often, you know, you, you can lose a sense of what you're after. And I see a lot of people do that. Um, you know, you start off humble from humble beginnings and some people continue that, but as you get successful, you can definitely kind of lose sight of what, what's important. Is that ever been an issue for you? Right. I think it definitely has. I mean, I ran into, you know, once you start making money, especially once you cross six figures for the first time, if you never made more than a hundred K in the year, I think it really, because anything above that, your life quality for most people, unless you're trying to buy a jet or fancy, fancy cars, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But after that, it's like not that big of a deal. So when I initially hit that point, I think I was spending a lot, you know, trying to experience life and lifestyle. And that went on for maybe a few months. And then I very, very quickly got grounded back to reality because I just realized like, Hey, this is making me unhappier Mm -hmm. than when I was struggling. That makes no sense. I'm going backwards in my happiness and forward in my money that that's not how it's supposed to be. So I took a big step back. And since then I've just been focused on like, actually genuine so i could for instance i could have put out so many courses by now you know i could try and like launch like this other business that would be more profitable and i have done some of those things a little bit i've you know dabbled in them honestly but then i always come back and i'm like i just love helping people so i've always ended up just coaching and spending time with entrepreneurs and like really caring about them and helping them succeed and that for me has just always been the most rewarding thing in the world like to me that is more fun than lying on the beach somewhere you know, just getting a tan or like swimming or that to me is like my favorite thing to do. And I think when you find your favorite thing to do and you're getting paid for it and you get good at it. And that's a, that's a hard hitting combo that really works for me. That's, that's the key to life. You know, that that's the key to really living. Like to touch on what you said, like you said that you had the more money now and you were uh, experiencing a change in your lifestyle and you, but it's like some people start to chase things and then there's never mm-hmm. enough money. It's you true. know what I mean? And, and they start to, they start to look for like the door opens up to a whole different like world that, you know, people don't see once you break that, like you said, that six figure, the world changes. You start seeing things, you can afford different things. You can go different places and then it never ends up being enough. And then you, like you said, you start chasing that jet, you start yeah. chasing that yacht, you start chasing that, those, those cufflinks <laughs> that are one off that are like <laughs> fucking 80 grand. That's, you know what I'm saying? Like some really frivolous, unnecessary you shit, know what, you know, you know what that it, looks like? It's just like a video game all over again. And when I realized that, yeah, yeah. It really, yeah. It, where does it, where does it end? That's, but that's the thing with money too, is like, 
I sit back and I look at certain, you know, really like not rich, like wealth, like money that will last for their nephew's fucking yeah. grandchild. You know, uh, they don't even care about that stuff. You know, the, that, that none of that matters to them. They're on a totally different mm-hmm. thought process. And that it just blows my mind that like you never see any of these billionaires walking around with like chains or jewel, like any jewelry or rolling around in expensive car. Their clothes look like they just came out of Walmart. You know what yeah, I mean? Like it, it's, it's crazy to see the lifestyle change as money goes on. And then you see other people fall to the wayside that were chasing it. Like you said, and you got to catch yourself. That was a beautiful thing that you caught yourself. Cause you could have fallen into a trap, you know? Yeah. I think when you land into the trap and then it kind of scratches your legs up a bit, you, you, you know, <laughs> that's pretty, that's what happened to me, honestly. Like I experienced it and it was painful and I realized, all right, this is not good. And that was years ago too. So I've had a long time to really like focus more on the deeper inner work and really being a better person. Cause what you realize is as your income goes up or whatever other success externally, it's like, you're still the same person. So you might as well just work on being a better person. You know, it's always, always been interesting right. to me. Um, or I've been interested to know, and you, you as a coach is, I know I bet you get a lot of people coming in saying, I need to make more money. I want to make more money. Like, how do you, do you want to be happy? Is the how question. do you transition that into, yeah. How do you transition that into saying, you know, it's not, and yes, money, money can buy freedom, sure, which, which can lead to happiness. <laughs> can lead to happiness. So I'm not going to say money isn't everything. Money does play a, a significant role and can, but you can, you can make, I've seen people who make $50,000 and I work in the financial industry. So who make 50 grand, who live better than people who make 200 grand. You know, just because a they manage their money better and they they're don't chasing, you know, and they're happy in what they do. You know what I mean? They they have a fa- or whatever it is. They might have a family and they're content and they're just they're just happy. Where the person who's making two hundred grand is out there buying the cufflinks and buying the the Mercedes Benzes that is a two thousand dollar a month payment. Mm-hmm. And now you know you're you're making two hundred grand, but you're spending three hundred a year. You know, <laughs> like you're upside down. Um, like how do you how do you get people? Cause that's what everyone wants to do is they want to make more money. It's all money, money, money. How do you channel that into, into happiness? Actually really easy. Cause I just asked them, you know, where's your life right now from one being, I want to die and 10 being it's perfect. I wouldn't change a thing. And when you get that number and you ask why very rarely where someone go, Oh, well, I just don't have enough money. Most of the time it's something else that's blocking yeah. your actual happiness. Mm-hmm. So then you realize, oh, look, there's something else in the way. For instance, for me, when I was a struggling janitor, it wasn't that I wasn't making enough money, even though that was definitely a problem. (laughs) I think the biggest thing by far, and I would have easily said it if somebody asked me that question, well, the reason why I'm not happy is because I'm anxious. I'm not really pursuing what I want. I don't know what I'm going to do with my life and I'm confused. Had, you know, like add money to that and you've got a wealthy, right. confused idiot. Like, <laughs> if you don't feel change. like you're fulfilling and being who you are, you know, if you don't feel like what you're doing is worthy of you, you know, and it's not to say that janitor is not worthy of people, but it, inside of your sure. soul, you felt no, like you were I, like, yeah, fuck, good. I'm not doing what I should be doing right now. I know that feeling. We all have known that we all, every, every exactly. human being has known that feeling at some point. It's just, do you have mm-hmm. the willpower in your head to change it? It's like uh, Kanye West before he went batshit crazy. Money's <laughs> not everything, but not having it is. You know, he, he said that shit, and it's true as it's true. The money's not everything, but not having it is a problem. And then add on top that you're not fulfilling what your soul is telling you that you need to do. What you, you know, when you go home at night, 
did I, did I do what I felt like I could have done today? Or did, am I, am I the person I feel like I should be And that? That should eat you alive if it's not right. You know? Oh yeah. You, you can't, you, you can't, you can't run from it your does. own conscience. You can't, nobody can. Do you ever, do you ever work with youth with young, young people? Not like young adults, but like yeah. youth. No, I do. I do. I have like, um, a couple of really young teens. Mm-hmm. So like 13, 14, and usually, you know, their parents are kind of bringing them in for me to work with them. And it's actually really powerful because I mean, I, I, I had no idea until I started doing that. I mean, I thought I was addicted and you watch them with oh, social media. Oh, it's yeah. just crazy. Like they're, cons- you know, and it's like, you know, I feel like an old person <laughs> sometimes when I'm working with them, but I'm like, Hey, we're going to need to step back from the device. Like, let's slow this down. This is getting a little out of hand. Like, let's, let's see what else we can do here. And, yeah, it makes me feel like grandpa, honestly, but it's it's rewarding too because I right. love seeing them, you know, be happier and succeed too. So it's been fun. We had a um, a psychologist on once who his name is Brad Marshall, um, unplugged psychologist uh, on Instagram. If anyone's interested, he deals with nothing but video game addiction. That's his his specialty, and it was really interesting to talk to him because it's it's such a new it's such a new thing. I think it's about 10 years old. Right. So the people, people in the professional industry are kind of reluctant to say it's a, it's a really, it's a disease, but he's, he was telling me he's got kids who, who have beat up their parents, <laughs> literally like physically beat up their parents because the parent took away a video game. Um, kids who are threatening suicide. It's just a whole, I guess where I was getting at when I asked you about the youth is just, it's a whole different generation now. Um, from when we grew up and times and just the whole thought process of, you know, the millennials and, and how, how things are going. I just wanted to see like get your take on the shift in, in like where, where it's headed and just the, the outlook of the youth these days. It's just, it's hard to relate for me because we grew up in that. I mean, Jay and I were just talking about this on the other episode. We grew up in the eighties and nineties. Um, the swinging pendulum, you know, very man. blue, you know, yeah, very, very blue collar type of people. And, and it's, it's just going a whole different way now. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's crazy. I mean, even for me, like I grew up with video games and, you know, I was fairly strong, very strongly addicted. Let's mm-hmm. not be, <laughs> let's, let's be honest here. You know, I used to play like 14 hours a day oh, if wow. I got the chance. Yeah. So it was bad. And, and you know, what's crazy is, you know, people would look at smoking or drinking for, for teens or for young kids and you'd say that's crazy that's out of hand you know we got to get a grip on this and then you've got kids playing for eight hours Mm -hmm. straight and that's somehow okay because it's doing the parenting for them and it's just an easy way out it's like here have this ipad and then you don't have to worry about raising your kid i mean it's it's scary Mm -hmm. so yeah let's uh let's see how that whole thing (laughs) plays out in 30 years because it's yeah it's a dangerous psychos running around yeah stabbing people (laughs) (laughs) because they've been playing They've been playing Fortnite for like 18 hours a day. So they think everything's a game. Just like, no, that's true, man. He was telling me like he deals with kids who literally they think and they dream in, in video game worlds and they they speak in video game language. Like, 
That's true. I actually used to dream about video games too, so now I feel kind of caught right here. I'm like, wow, that that, that was a problem for me. Just like I'm going to give, I'm gonna give you his number on the side, just in case you. <laughs> That's what I, see. Well, well, maybe a few years ago, I would have actually really needed it. I mean, I'm being honest too. Like, I would have definitely that would have helped me when I was. Well, that's the purpose behind them too, is to uh, to suppress reality. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like you said, parenting for the kid, and then you give them an iPad, and who knows what they're watching when you're not paying attention? You know, because like, look, at, I mean, let's just be honest and just be real. These kids nowadays are exposed to everything. Like, there, I think I, I don't want to speak on it and say that it's fact, but in in the school my daughter goes to, I'm pretty sure that there's a couple people or kids rather that were just, you know, on their iPad and the parents aren't paying attention. They're sitting there like looking up porn and shit. And they're like kids, kids, you know what I mean? So it's like, pay attention to your children. Uh, shit, make that your life goal. If you're, ha- if you're, if you're not happy with your career, take care of your fucking kids, you know, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like shit. Um, it's just like video games, this, this whole, just everything is an escape now. And that that to tie it into what we've been talking about, everybody has like it's so easy to find an escape. It's so easy to find a way out of being accountable for your actions and yourself day to day and changing your life. Whereas, you know, in the 80s, it was a little different. Everybody, you know, I mean, not everybody had their dream job. Not everybody was chasing their dream or living their job or living their dream. But nowadays we're, we're just like living in a dream. You can you can have liquor anytime mm-hmm. you want. You can have any illicit drug. You can have your video games. You can have your iPad. There's no accountability anymore, really. It's sad. It's really it's really sad. Yep. Tis, tis the world. On a Debbie Downer. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Debbie Downer. Wait, way to bring this to a, to to a an halt. <laughs> but then, but then you got you know Raphael over here, and it, it's he's he's changing it around for people and and waking waking up people. That's the thing is like everybody's in a trance for the most part, and he's waking up people. That's awesome. No, Thank yeah, you. man, and I'm I'm glad you came on because when I. You know, I, was, I looked at all your videos and everything. I'm like, this is a guy who's truly making a difference. Because like Jay said, you know, there's a lot of fluff out there. It's saturated. There is a lot of people out there for a buck, you know, like. They don't give a shit about you. <laughs> no, like, no, no, no. Buy my and, book, bitch. And, and, I, and I, yeah. I liken it to, to fitness because I think that's what everyone can kind of relate to. And just, you have all these trainers and, and very few and in, in far in between are the real trainers who really care. A lot of them are, they just want to sell you a program, right? You pay, pay me this monthly subscription and this $200 up front. And I'm going to email you this, this workout guide and you're never going to hear from me yeah. again. And, Thanks. <laughs> and there's a lot of people in your field kind of doing the same, you know, subscribe to my YouTube oh, yeah. channel. Or, yeah. And watch these videos, but I'm not really going to help you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the big tell is like, if there's no personal contact, so there's no way to actually talk to the person. Mm-hmm. What I love is like, even though I grew a huge audience, uh, especially on YouTube, kind of starting out, I kept in touch with my people the whole way. So I would let them message me. I would invite them to come talk to me. I gave free consultations, like I, you know, donating my time, like my professional time. And that really, really like it kept me grounded instead of just flying off on some course, you know, wagon and trying to sell a bunch of stuff that you don't really, you know, it's really not going to hey, help you people. A, are, yeah. Are that, you in New Zealand? That's what makes you... Go ahead, no, I was, I was just asking. I hear an accent. Are you in like New Zealand or somewhere? 
Actually, I'm uh, I'm half Norwegian, half Russian, so English is okay. my third language. I can but, just I, I've been hearing it, yeah. and I've just been curious because there's certain words that you say that it sounds like um, a New Zealand accent almost, which is funny, which is nowhere nowhere near, but it's kind of. It's, <laughs> it's probably it's probably not that far off on yeah, the accent yeah. side though. Norway, yeah, New Zealand, yeah, yeah. I would imagine. <laughs> but back to what Ray Ray, what was that question? Because it sounded like it was going to be. Uh... I don't even remember. Um... What 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 was the, what, <laughs> what was question. the most frivolous thing you bought that made you catch yourself and be like what the fuck am I doing right now? <laughs> he bought a stuffed a stuffed yeah, lion, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, actually, th- no. This is actually true. I was about to so, buy a Porsche. Shut the, shut uh, the fuck! I swear to God, on my grave, I was just about to be like, "How's that Porsche?" I swear to God, I am not bullshitting you. I swear. That's wow. weird. That's crazy. It's true. That's, that's what everybody does yeah. when they get six was, figures. I'm getting a Porsche, bitch. It's true. It's true. Yeah, yeah. Six figures, Porsche. That's that's the instant connection what made you in not do it? What made you not do it? Well, I got the money. I had the whole, actually I saved up enough to buy the whole thing. Like yeah. no, you know, yeah. no down payment, no, none of that stuff, just cash. And I was going to do a whole video about it. I remember I was on, this is when I was really on the wrong track. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to walk in there. I'm going to do this whole thing. And I was like, yeah. what are you doing? Like, this is, <laughs> you're being an idiot. And then I, yeah, I just, I just passed on it. And I just, I just upgraded to a nice, reasonable car when mine broke down instead right. of being an idiot and then just growing my business instead and helping more people. So just go get a nice bottle of champagne, cut the top off with a saver. Call it a day. <laughs> he just, just bought the gloves. Yeah. That would have been a terrible mistake, honestly, especially here in Norway, because I live in Norway. We just got mountains and rocky roads. You don't want to drive yeah, that thing here. You're, you're going to get you. in trouble. <laughs> There's that one episode. I don't know if you guys ever watched Friends. The one episode of Friends where uh, I think Joey, Joey pretends he has a Porsche. He gets a bunch of cardboard boxes and puts it under a... <laughs> like, um, <laughs> he gets a bunch of cardboard boxes in the shape of a Porsche, and then he buys the Porsche jacket and the gloves and the hat, and he just like stands. He just stands by it, and it's it's got the you know the car, the tarp cover, and just pretends oh, he has man. it. So it's like that that would be yeah me. right. <laughs> like I'm not buying that yeah. shit. <laughs> don't lift, don't lift the cover because you'll scratch the paint. <laughs> <laughs> um, that- what I was getting at, but before we before we let you go is what. What makes you genuine, man, is that you, you are, you have the ability to go buy a Porsche. You're making the money. You, you've coached 10,000 hours. You've got 70,000 plus followers, subscribers, however you want to dice it up. But yet you're still willing, like you said, to give the free consultations, to have that, that personal touch and that, that interaction with everyone, um, which, which makes you a real one. You know what I mean? And that's, that's what we need more of. And that's what I'm, I'm happy you're doing and why, why we wanted you on the show, because we, we believe in that. And if you, like you said, if you can talk to that person, cause a lot of pe- times people get to that level and it's, you know, you don't, you don't have to do it anymore. You really don't Raphael. You know I mean? You're at that level where you have enough followers or you don't need to talk to everybody. If you didn't, you didn't need to make your, you don't need to make yourself available, but you do. And that, that's a big, yeah, thank you. that's a big thing. You know, I appreciate that so much. You have no idea. I mean, it's, that's, that's literally like the whole thing that I just try to keep helping. That's the main thing, you know, cause you reach that level and then it, yeah, you're right. It's really easy to just fly off and make yourself mm-hmm. unavailable, not really care, but I really care. And I think I'm going to care for the rest of my life. I think that's like just something that's built into me and the way that I'm wired, maybe the way I was yeah. raised, but yeah, I really, 
I really want to help people succeed. It's one thing for me to do well, but it's really about it, helping It seems others. like you don't want to forget your past either. You know what I'm saying? You don't. Exactly. Yeah. I love, I love helping people who are struggling because it's like a reminder. I mean, it's, I can see myself in it and it's, it's like, it's been five years since I was, you know, stuck, but honestly, it feels like it's been two months or something. Oh, it just yeah. time flies. So, yeah. Like I can barely. And so when I, somebody's like, Oh, I'm stuck. I'm like, yeah, don't worry that you can get out of that real quick. When I think about it, like in a sense, it's like, but really it took five years. It just feels like the blink of an eye, honestly. That's awesome, man. So for everybody, before we let you get out of here, I want to make sure everyone knows where to, to reach you and, and how to, how to follow you and stuff. So where, where can people find you? Uh, Instagram and YouTube is probably the two best places. So just my name, Raphael Eliasson on either one. Okay. And I'll have that in the show notes as well. It's been, it's been a pleasure, man. And thank you for doing what you do. We, I mean, again, it's not, not trying to, to fluff you here, but it's, uh, what you're doing is good and it's helping people and, and, and you're staying true to, to your original goal and who you are, which we need a lot more of in this world. So thank you. Well, thank you so much for inviting me and having me on guys. This was really fun. Yes. You think that was cool? All right, that's a wrap. Hope you enjoyed it. If you did, leave that five-star review. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for us, email me at it's ray at wordsoverice.show.com. And make sure you're following us on social media, IG and Facebook. It's at the Words Over Ice Show. All right, guys. Till next time.